Welcome to Camden Cast. This is Tampi. I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven podcast. Today we're talking about the worst episode that 7th Heaven has ever done. This is a lie. I'm Season sure there's been four. worse. But episode, You always say that, though. But Se- I hated this episode. Season 4, episode 16, Say a Little Prayer for Me, or in Germany it is called Prayers. Our IMDb user synopsis is... Eric's reading of an anonymous letter, the juvenile author of which he later shamelessly tracks down, asking for prayer, the power of which he praises blindly, starts an epidemic of selfish praying. Matt and his roommate want female companionship, but Raven of mixed exotic extraction only complicates their lives. Simon hopes to mend with Dina's family, Mary to undo the breakup with Robbie she caused... Lucy secretly wants Andrew, but only if he loves her and gets to meet his namesake in church. So, some of that was right. An epidemic, indeed. Some of it was wrong. Namesake, no. Mary did not uh, cause the breakup. And mixed exotic extraction is a terrible, terrible way to describe a human being. Yes. Um, but yeah, this was a terrible episode. This episode, our little pod- the podcast is probably going to be brief. So very brief. We don't have much to say about it. Um, Unless you want us to be ranting about it for a very long time. Which we could do that too. Um, but even then I think I'd get exhausted. So I guess we'll start with the cold open. Maybe we can start with what my first impression was. I guess that was it. Yeah, I mean, what, do you have anything else to say on your first impression? Um, yeah, this was maybe the only episode ever, probably in history of Seventh Heaven, and I'm going to presume in the future, where Lucy was my favorite. Okay, yeah. Yep. You said that last episode, too? All right. No, she wasn't my favorite in the last episode. Yeah, but you were like, she's grown, it's good, yeah, she's but like, not as terrible. She's the only person I liked in this episode. Oh, okay. That's, like, the main well, thing here. I mean, um, what's a, Annie was all right. Yes, Annie was all right. Annie deserves better. That's going to be my hashtag. Yeah. I'm going to make a shirt that says hashtag Annie deserves better. <laughs> all right. So, I guess the cold, I don't even know what happened. The cold open, the rev, everyone's okay, in so, the kitchen preparing for dinner. Yes, and uh, we learn that, oh, first of all, this is an episode that starts with previously on. and But this is an episode where it's not a two-parter. So, confusion as to why they did a previously on. But the previously on focuses on the fact that Dina and Simon had their hickey conundrum, that Mary and... Robbie, like, broke up for, I guess, you know, she punched him, he took her to the motel. Um, was that it? Did they focus on Lucy being grown? In the, no, what else was on the previously not really. It was, it was really just uh, but those Mary two, right? And, yeah, Mary and Simon's troubles, and maybe Matt. No, they didn't have Matt on previously oh, okay. on. So um, Simon's sad because part of Dina's punishment is that she's not allowed to talk. Yeah, like her parents will said that they needed a few months or something. A that, few weeks. Oh, okay, um, so he's just like upset about that, and Mary is talking about like, oh, maybe, rot like, she's. Defending Robbie's behavior, and she's like, maybe if he just apologizes, I will forgive him, and he will see the error of his ways, and then she the keeps, Rev and Annie will also, like, let her see him again. She basically says something like, maybe it's my fault for leading him on and making him think I'm the type of girl that goes to motels to have sex. Right. 
and everybody's Which, like, girl, mm, what? Eh. Um, and while this is all happening, uh, like these two are lamenting about their situations, this is when the rev comes in. And he has a letter, as uh, the user synopsis said, from an anonymous child, and just writes, who writes about, um, well, he asks the rev to pray for him because... Um, it's like the two-year anniversary. Well, we can get to that in the Rev storyline because we don't really get to that until after the cold open. It's just... It, yeah, it, 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 okay, yeah. In the cold open, it's just he asks for the, for the Rev to pray for him, and Ruthie is like, why would this boy do this? And the Rev says that, you know, well, the, there's, that's the power of prayer. It has the ability to change people's lives. And apparently this is the first time any of the Camden children have heard about the power of prayer, even though their father is a reverend and they go to church every Sunday, or most Sundays. And so they all decide in their, uh, that in their like, respective storylines that they are going to pray for what they want. And this kind of starts, as the user summary says, a selfish ap- epidemic. Yeah. So they all decide they want that. We learn that Ruthie wants, she's like, well, will God give me a pony if I pray for a pony? So that's what Ruthie is praying for. Simon is praying for Dina's parents to forgive him. Um, and Mary is praying for Robbie to, like, come to his senses and apologize to her. Uh, and I don't think Lucy's praying for mm-hmm. anything no. yet. Yeah. Um, so- and then... All right, so, yeah, and, and we learn that Matt and John are supposed to be coming over for dinner, and then that's the, that's the cold open. Right. Um, so we'll start with Matt, um, whose storyline is intertwined with John. Um, as we, soon as we come back from yeah. the cold open, we're in their apartment, and John asks Matt if he believes all of that stuff that he, apparently at the Rev, the, at, the, at the dinner, the Rev kept going on and on about prayer, and uh, again, I have to say, John is uh, Reverend Hamilton's son, and also a reverend, like, Reverend Hamilton is also a reverend, so why hasn't prayer been discussed in their household before? Yeah. I don't understand why this is, like, a new concept. I can understand it being a new concept for Ruthie, because she's a child, mm-hmm. but for everyone else. Um, so, especially because prayer has been on the show beforehand as like a method of doing things simon is constantly praying to god to get what he wants a dog boys like in children form i mean no oh my god <laughs> simon i missed simon praying for boys but i meant for the twins to be boys and not girls oh, okay. that's what i meant but um uh, so john is praying for a nice lady to have dinner with yeah and then matt like does the same thing even, even the- though he's like oh sean I don't know, because John says, like, you've got Shauna, and he's like, oh, no, I don't know. He's like, you should, you should, John says you should get back out there now that you and Shauna are broken up, and he's like, we're not broken up, we're just free to see other people, and then he, they, like, they both are praying, um, which, lucky for them, the next day they go out, and they are at the promenade, shopping together or something. Well, they're both supposed to be studying for a major test that's coming up, like, in their respective classes, and they run into each other. Like, I think John's supposed to be at the library, and Matt's, meh. Yeah. And then they run into a woman. Named Raven. Um, who is of mixed exotic extraction. Please never say that again. I, it's just such a strange way to... Um, so although she, it's not immediately clear. I mean, she, uh, she looks like she could me. be... Uh, yeah. Um, no. Well, she's looking for the hardware store, and the guy's kind of like... She's like, do you know where the hardware store is? And they both say yes, and then they don't give her any directions, and they're standing there staring at her. 
So uh, we don't they, actually see them interact at all. Yeah, but when they get back to the apartment, we learn that they spent like a large part of the afternoon with Raven um, and got to know got to know her, and that Matt asked her for her phone number, and then she asked for the their phone number, like at the apartment. So John is like, she was really into me, and Matt is like, no, she she wants to date me. Uh, John is also saying that it's not fair for Matt to go after her because he's clearly only looking for a rebound. Oh, yeah, because he's like, you didn't tell her that you're on the rebound. So she Raven calls, like, shortly after this and invites, Matt answers the phone, and she invites both of them to come over for dinner at her parents' house. Um, and they do. Um, and at dinner, well, not before dinner, they're f- like her father says, it's very good that you have looked past her skin color. Which I thought, I don't know, it was just like very strange because he's like, both of you boys. And I was like, John is black. I don't understand. And um, I, th- I thought this would make sense if this was an in- like if the parents were in an interracial relationship, um, but they are both black. Yeah. Uh, so I don't I don't they, understand what they, the controversy they is. They mentioned this in the like this was like I don't under it just didn't make any sense. They shouldn't have had that line in there. No. Yeah. And I don't. I also actually don't understand. I think this is... And it's not... And, it, and they, you get the impression when they get to the house that Raven is more interested in John. So it's not like Matt is like, oh, I'm willing to date. Right. You're, like, I'm willing to be in an interracial relationship. They're just like, it's nice of you to talk to her and be, be like a friend to her. Apparently wherever she was before or the people she's interacted with before have judged her based on her skin color. I'm very confused about... What kind of message was being sent here? Right. It never. It, this, this never developed into a lesson, although yeah. it's it, like was introduced in the classic like Seventh Heaven. Like, oh, we're gonna hear more about this. It was. I don't know. I feel like maybe in editing we lost a bunch of things that we were supposed to get from this, but um, I, I, I don't know. So basically, uh, Matt prayed for a woman and didn't get one. Yeah. So they get back to the apartment. I don't know exactly what's. I mean, we get the idea that John and Raven hit it off better than. Or it seemed more like a date for John. Right. And Matt was kind of just included, like, third-wheeling it. Um, so, fifth-wheeling it. Um, we'll go to Mary next. Uh, as we mentioned, so last episode... All of the credit we gave Mary... Yes. ...wiped away. Exactly. Erin, um, like, had a great point in our last podcast uh, where she says that... Um, I said that, like, Mary was back to being kind of... Self-assured after we've seen these kind of, like, in the second season, she was with Lucy a lot, and then the third season, whatever, and then this time, you know, like, it was kind of out of character for her to be, like, with the basketball team and the vandalism. So it was good to see her last episode be, like, self-assured and kind of standing her ground and not letting Robbie take advantage of her. But she's, it's all gone away. Yeah, so she's, con- she's like being a Robbie apologist and it's really it's it's kind of grating on my nerves and um just like generally as like Mary as a character um she spends most of the ep- all of the episode trying to be like oh um well she doesn't even she's just like if he apologized I would accept it and take him back but she, she doesn't try to defend what he did but she's like oh if I get an apology 
Well, she does kind of depend, defend what he did because she because uh, in the cold open, oh, like yeah, I when mentioned, she's like, maybe he thought that's the kind of girl that I am, which is its own right. issue too. Yeah, but. and then but she also says things like, "He's a good guy, though, and he just made a mistake." Uh, or he made an assumption. Right. And everyone in the family is very much like... What the hell is wrong with yeah. you? Yeah. Um, like, Lucy is like, I don't think... Well, like, so what? Like, what? It, you, even if he apologizes, you really want to take him back after he treated you so horribly? It's like, oh, you know, but he can be better. Like, he can be a good person. And she's like, look, you're thinking about the guy in your head, but you have to think about who, like, Robbie really is, which is, like, a liar, a delinquent, et cetera, et cetera. Even Simon's like, you shouldn't, like, I don't understand why you miss him so much. Like, he treated you so horribly. He, like, manipulated you. Um, And this actually leads to a standoff between Simon and Mary, Mm -hmm. where they're, I don't know, they they fight. They're both waiting... Well, I mean, I don't even know what the fight's about. I think Simon's just like, you're an idiot, um, and I can't believe you're sitting here, wait, like, moping around waiting for a guy to call that took you to a motel just to have sex with you. And then she's like, don't you talk about that way about Robbie? And then they, like, go, like, chest to chest, right. and, and Simon backs down and walks away. Um, we also, I don't know, I feel like they, like, are dumbing Mary's character down. Mary is the second oldest, um, and, like, offhandedly, Lucy mentions, well, it probably doesn't matter if you're praying for Robbie, because mom and dad are probably praying against Robbie, and she, like, runs downstairs, and she's like, you can't do that, that, like, don't pray against Robbie, your, like, prayer matters more than mine, and then she, like, later on, she's like, yes, prayer can change what happened in the past and the present, and I'm like, no, it can't, like, who are you and what have you done with Mary Camden? I mean, like, I can understand, like, after a breakup, you do have, like, you might have a period of time where you kind of forget all the bad things and you're only remembering the good times and you're being lonely and stuff. But this is above and beyond whatever the fuck is happening. And at the end, like, it doesn't really get resolved. She is like, I've decided that I'm not going to pray for him anymore. I'm just going to pray that he he goes from a bad person to a good person. Oh, yeah. he She compares Robbie to, like, an alcoholic <sighs> or an addict and how they can change, so why can't he? And... I Yeah. This like, whole... This was very, like... It was frustrating. It was, like, one giant step forward in the last episode and then, like... 100 steps backwards. Because yeah. I feel like if they ended it with her realizing that she shouldn't be praying for him at all, or, like, I don't know. I, I, I still think, too- I feel like she's now under the, I feel like she's doing this because they introduced the whole thing where he said, like, he loved her. So she's holding on to that, and that's, like, her, you know, oh, well, he lo- she, st- she still is thinking, like, oh, he loves me, so, like... I need him to come back to me because I love him. Um, and it's like a misguided, I don't know, especially when she had that um, issue. I don't know. But especially when she had that whole speech at the end of last episode where she's like, and I thought I loved him. But now she's like, I do love him. I'm like, no, you loved the like character he created for himself. But that's not real. And you knew that last episode. Why are you... Right. She said, like, it was all a lie. I don't know. It... And she doesn't even know about his other girlfriend right, yet. Right, yeah. Well, I guess that's the one thing we can hold on to. Like, she doesn't know that he's dating someone else as well. 
So I guess maybe she's thinking he's not that bad yet. I don't know. I just, I feel like it also is sending a really bad message to, like, the people that are watching this. Um, I mean, like, the audience that this is for, right? I know it's a family show. But, like, for... I just imagine, like, as a teenage girl watching this, I would want the end of this episode to be, like, don't apologize. Like, you can't, like, defend somebody that's done that to you. Yeah. Like, there's no... There's no... Like, the arc in the episode doesn't end. It doesn't go from, oh, Mary's being stupid, to Mary realizes what she's, like, she's wrong, or he's wrong, or whatever. I don't know. Meh. Eh. All right. Uh, so we'll go to Lucy. Um, okay. <laughs> your fa- Take it away. I'm okay. your favorite. I'm, uh, Lu- Lucy really doesn't have her own storyline, right? She's... I mean, it's a very quick, like, moment where it's her own. But I think the point is, whereas everybody else is praying for something that they want, she's not. She seems to be praying for other people. Like, she is praying, like, they constantly, like, or she's not really praying for anything. No, she's not praying for anything until, at a certain point, she decides that she is going to help Annie and just take the twins out for, like, a walk. They finally get called at the promenade. Yeah, at the promenade. Um, and she asks all of the other kids if they want to go with her, but, like, um, Mary and Simon say that they need to wait, like, basically wait around for the phone to ring, and Ruthie, um, is, who, yeah, she's like, I have to stay here in case the pony comes. So it's just Lucy at the promenade with the twins, and she is sitting there feeding them. Ice cream, I think, or mm-hmm. something. And they're, she's sitting on a bench, and there are, like, these two older people next to her, and they ask her how old the twins are, and she says they just turned one. And they ask her how old she is, and she says 16. And these people are disgusted. <laughs> so they think, so there's like a couple of people that come by her who think that she is the twins' mother. And she doesn't realize this. She just like, she's just like, oh, you're being weird. And then suddenly a couple walks up, <sighs> and they're like, uh, and she kind of like figures out what they think. She's like, "Oh no, no, I'm not their mother. I'm their sister. They're my brothers." And the one of the like the woman in the relationship is like, uh, "These are your brothers." Cause... Like that's what they all say. She's like, "No, no, no. Like I'm just helping my mother out because she has seven kids." kids. <laughs> and like, "Oh, and how many of those are your?" Or like, she's like, "How many kids are you, you gonna have before you realize that you can't handle it?" Or like, or whatever. You're, or you're living in a, sin or something yeah. like that. And she's like horrified. And then the well, someone says, away. "Someone says to her." I think someone else thinks it's her kids, and they say, "We'll pray for you." And oh god, what does she say? She's like, it's "Well, so I'll good. pray for you. I'll pray that you're you're not like an old ba- like an old bag or something something like that." No, she says she tells hag. them not to. She's like, "Don't bother you, old yeah yeah, yeah. bag hag something <laughs> something about that something like that." Just screaming in the middle of the promenade, and then all these people are just staring at her, and she leaves. I would also like to point out that Lucy's outfit in this episode, uh, she is rocking another leather it's jacket. Y2K. Uh, but it's not black. It's like this brown tan. It's like a reddish of. brown, and it's got like um, cheetah print lining. Yeah. Um, so the collar is yeah. like up. Yeah, is is cheetah print, animal print. We don't know. She spends a lot of the episode uh, besides that, and also being like upset that people thought she was a teen mother, but then also being upset about the way that they were treating her when they found out that she, when they thought that she was a teen mother. Um, so she takes it upon herself to. Pray for all of the teen moms. Um, yeah. And the other thing that she does is, like, she's a very... 
she's a very good sister to both Simon and um, Mary in that she's like, you guys are being ridiculous. Like, stop moping around. Like, let me, let's, like, do something, get out of the house, get your mind off this. Except they're not receptive to her attempts at, like, at cheering them up. Yeah. But she, her heart's in the good place. Her storyline also ends with her <sighs> church. This is ridiculous. Yes. Um, and a new guy walks in, and he's like, uh, so what's the deal here? Do you just sit anywhere? And Lucy's like, yes. And so he sits down right next to her. <laughs> and we find out that his name... Is Andrew Mann. And, like, Mary turns to her, and she's like, he's like, oh, Andrew Mann. And she's like, wrong... I don't know. She's, He's like, like, she's like, oh, you got the wrong Andrew or something. And, like, looks up to God and then looks at the door. Like, <laughs> it kind of makes it seem like she's waiting for Andrew Nalos. Which, again, I, I have a problem with this because it's so inconsistent with what we've previously seen. Obviously, Andrew Nalos showed up and was, like, looking... Like, he called her a few weeks ago and he showed up and kissed her at the movie theater. So if she really is interested in Andrew Nalos... She should just call him because he is obviously willing to go out. Like, he wants to go out with her. So she's sitting around and is like, oh, Andrew won't call. Well, it's because the last time that he approached you, you were like, I'm seeing someone else now. You need to call him and let him know you're available if you are like, uh, she's just, this is silly. Right. That, that she's sitting around like, Andrew. Wrong uh, Andrew. Yeah. Or, especially because in the last episode, she's like, oh, it doesn't matter that Andrew Nalos and I have chemistry because we need something more. But now she's wanting him. I don't understand where this is going. Yeah. Also, what a weird way to introduce a character. Also, Andrew Mann is, like, not important. <laughs> so. Um, so we will move on to Simon. Which we pretty much already yeah. covered because he's just with... Mary the whole time complaining about how Dina's parents won't let him, you know, call her. Although I would like to point out in the storyline when they're fighting, um, like he goes, "Well, Dina's not a bad person like Robbie is," and she's, she's an angel. Yeah, and then um, Mary's like, "She's no angel. She got like she bit you," and he's like, "Yeah." In what was it? He, he used was like a, in a loving way or something, or like caught up in the moment, and then. Mary was like, no, it was in, re- it was retaliation, in retaliation. Yeah. Like, and it's like, and that's not like a thing an angel would do. Yeah. Um, so that's like why they're also fighting, I guess, because they're both bad mouthing their respective lovers. I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> eventually, Simon, Simon's like at one point has a conversation with God, basically saying, like, let me understand when I'm making a mistake and when I've made a mistake. Let me. Well, shoot. I think that's at the end um, because. At first, they all are... I, I think this is supposed to be the, the lesson. They're all pl- praying very selfishly or for, th- for things in the past. And, like, Simon, I think... I don't think Mary ever learns it, but, like, definitely, I thought, with Lucy and Simon... Well, she the, learns it in that she prays for Robbie to be... A, d- a, a better person. person. So she's not praying for herself. Yeah. She's not praying for him to call her. She's praying for him, like, just, I want you to be a good person. Right. Um, and then Simon kind of realizes that, like, oh, I made a mistake, so I don't need to pray for Dina's parents to change. I just need to be able to, ch- in the f- future, be able to recognize, like, when I'm, recognize my mistakes before I make them and, and basically, like, conform his behavior to not get in trouble. And also, like, if he does make a mistake, to know how to fix it. Right. So that's, like, becoming wise. Um, so... 
he calls he calls um, Dina's house, and he spent so long practicing whatever he's going to say to Dina's dad that it becomes very late. Um, and he, like, starts his speech, but I think Dina's dad at this point is like, it's very late, I don't care what you have to say. Uh, Dina, Simon's on the phone. Well, I mean, he does apologize. Well, yeah. Like, he's like, oh. Um, so that's all resolved, and Simon is happy again, and he can talk to Dina. Um, Ruthie... As we said, wants a pony. And as I'm sure most of you know, most Seventh Heaven viewers know, that this is definitely was just written in because Mackenzie Rosman is like been riding horses from like a young age, probably like when the show started. I don't exactly know how many years, but um, somebody pointed out at the end that she was a little too talented yeah. uh, while riding the horse. So This was apparently Mackenzie Rosman's favorite episode um, to record because she got a chance to ride a horse. Yeah. Um, so, just like to say that uh, at first this very much started out with like, oh, little girls like ponies. ponies. Again, which I have trouble with because I, where did this come from? Um, this like kind of like thing about little girls always wanting ponies. I've never wanted a pony in my life, and neither is Erin. I asked her before. I'm not just speaking on her behalf. Um, what if I want one now? I don't. Well, I meant like as a. Little do girl. adults want ponies? <laughs> I don't know, uh, but I don't understand where this trope comes um, comes out like generally in real life. But you can like understand. I think it's like a sort of like princess thing. It's a play on that as well. Um, like it goes with the you know the castle and the horse and the. Okay. I think that's. Well, I want a sword. It, I wouldn't want a pony. Um, so. Uh, she, but then it turns into something completely different because <laughs> she, okay. Yeah. They did this once before and I think it was, what episode was it? It was like the, it was an early one, like first season when Ruthie talks about, um, oh, I, I knew what episode it was when we were watching the episode. Now I've totally blanked on it. Was it the one where she doesn't believe in God or? Yes. Yes. Wait, maybe not. One? I thought it was. Well, anyway, there's one episode where Ruthie talks about wanting to, um, like, she's like, do you remember back before you were born, when you knew God, like, then, it's before she doesn't believe in God, I Is think. it an episode where somebody dies, and it's about... Oh, yes, yes, it's about what, where Grandma went, or something, or, I don't know, we're making stuff up now. <laughs> I'm just going to agree. Well, anyway, there's an episode where they're trying to t- talk about, like... Heaven and... Yeah, I think so, and... Oh, yeah, I think it's when Simon's asking where Heaven is, and Ruthie's like, I think he asks when he asks Ruthie, she's like, oh... Or was it even Ruthie that said this? Yeah, no, it, it was Ruthie. But she's like, do you know where you were before you were born, and, like, you were with God, and that's where I think... She apparently... Was. Doesn't she remember, like... She's like, I remember before I was born. Yeah. So, like, how it felt and, like, very ephemeral. Um, so, anyway, apparently, Annie, a- Annie sits down and she asks Ruthie, um, why do you want a horse? And Annie's like, she says, like, does it matter? Is it going to help me get it? And Annie's like, no, but I'd just like to understand where you got this idea that you would like a horse. And Ruthie goes back to this kind of, do you remember, like, I- it just would make me feel like I'm f- free. Well, she like says something like, she's, like, she's like, do you remember that feeling of when... Before you were born, right? Well, something about, like, leaving heaven and coming down to earth. Something like that. Or earth. Some sort of connection between earth and heaven. Feeling close to heaven yeah. is basically it. She's like, what, I feel like if I rode a horse, I'd be able to have that feeling again. And it turns into this very, like, creepy 
kind of thing, and it like it's a po- I supposed to somehow like tug at Annie's horse horse strings. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did strings. tug at her horse strings <laughs> too. Heart strings, and because it's supposed to be some sort of like genuine thing, and like she needs it, she needs to have that feeling again, um, versus like just wanting yeah, it. Yeah, she like then there's a brief discussion on like wants versus needs. Um, but basically, it so Annie's like I have to go talk to a man about a horse, and she. And in the end, Ruthie rides a horse. Um, she gets to Miss Church to ride a horse. Matt takes her. Um, and also, just want to say that uh, in this episode, she talks like she asks God for the pony, and um, like is constantly asking. And at the end of the day, she's like, "Is this your final answer?" When she like she doesn't get the pony, and then that's supposed to be a reference to who wants to be a millionaire, which I guess started around uh, definitely started around two thousand. So. Um, so that's cool pop culture reference, Brenda Hampton. And we'll end with the Rev storyline. Um, so as we mentioned, the Rev got this letter. Um, and he wasn't... After the cold open, when he's going to bed with Annie, Annie's trying to sleep, and the Rev's kind of like, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about what the letter says. And she's like, oh, fine. So he reads it. And then she gets aroused by it. Basically. Um, the so, letter says... That, um, the, it's this, this guy, this kid who wants the Rev to pray for him and everyone who, it's a kid who was like, oh, my, my brother, my older brother died two years ago as a result of gun violence. And he's just asking the Rev generally to pray for everyone who's affected by gun violence and, um, to like pray for it to end. So the Rev, being the Rev, gets this letter and is like, oh, this doesn't match anyone in our congregation. Like, no one in our church has had anyone die, um, like any of their children die as a result of gun violence recently. So he's like, I have to find this person. Even though the letter just says, please pray for me. And then Annie is aroused by all of the gun talk. Um, she, they, just, he, he turns away to go to bed, and she's like, well, I can't sleep. And then they, like, give each other eyes, and yeah. we're led to believe they have sex. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Stop it. So then the Rev continues to enlist Private Detective Michaels uh, for himself to track down, I don't know, the next thing that, the, that happens is the Rev gets a call from Sergeant Michaels, and he's like, I was able to find the list. Uh, like, he was like, I wasn't able to find, you know, exact victims, but, like, the names of of children who in the past, like, two or three years have been victims of gun violence. And it's a long list, and sorry, I couldn't help you more. So there's a montage of him going door to door, showing people the letter, and a lot of people just, like, close the door in his face. Some people actually read the letter, um, trying to find this specific kid. It doesn't work out. So he comes home, and Annie's upset. Mostly because everybody else is upset. At this point, Ruthie's mad at God. Uh, Simon and Mary are mad at each other. Lucy is fed up with everybody else in the family and also the world because... They thought she was a teen mother. And the Rev's like, oh no, why? And Annie's like, it's your fucking fault. (laughs) The power of prayer. And she's like, prayer is very controversial. And what you did was you said, like, prayer can change things, but you didn't, like, explain... Give guidelines for prayer. prayer or anything. And, uh... He's like, well, he like completely ignores all the valid points Annie makes and goes, well, I couldn't find uh, the boy. And she's like, well, maybe he's not meant to be found. So he turns around and he goes, is that your final answer? 
And I'm like, oh my god, you are so self-absorbed. And then they they like make up, right? That, yeah. that was the moment you yeah. decided that the Rev was not worthy of Annie. Yeah. But then he apologize. She comes in to apologize first, and then he apologizes. And I was like, Annie, you have nothing to apologize for. So uh, at this point. Uh, he gets another phone, fall, phone call from Sergeant Michaels, who has spent so, all of his overtime <laughs> looking for this one child. On the taxpayer's dime. And <laughs> he has found him, and his name is Jonathan Smith, and he lives in the bad part of town. Do you want to know which, how we can which tell? Which is signified, okay, sirens, people yelling, the sound of glass breaking, and, um, like... People of color. Yeah. This is... Oh, and there was just... Tra- like, Trash the street everywhere. was just littered with garbage. I hate like, how but not, does Not, this. like, bottles and cans garbage. Like, furniture that people just threw out of their doors onto the street. And so he's waiting outside of a house... Oh, and, and the street lights are out. He's waiting outside of a house where, um... These two young boys walk by, and, and he like, says... Are any yeah. of you Jonathan? And then they're like, are, is he in trouble? We can go get him. Um, and the rabbit is like, no, I'm just a friend. And he's not. He's lying. Eventually, Jonathan shows up. Jonathan is played by Jordan Warcall. Um, I don't know. I'm not saying his last name properly. I'm sorry. But he is most recognizable. I immediately recognized him from The Little Rascals. He plays Froggy. But actually, he's been in a lot of things. He voiced Chocolate Boy in Hey Arnold. And he voiced Eddie in Rocket Power. So... He did a bunch of things. Good for him. Um, he finally, finally, after four seasons, someone had the nerve to stand up for the Rev in a justified way, not like when the parents are like, yeah. not our child. And he says uh, that, did you, he's like, do you know how to read? Yeah. The letter asked you to pray for me. Why would you come here? Um, he's like, it's, da- it's dangerous here. Um, and and, also, and like, he was like, it would be so self, it isn't about me. If you read the letter, it says that I want you to pray for all victims of uh, all people affected by gun violence. And he specifically says that, like, you're be like, he doesn't call the Rev selfish, like, directly, but he says, you're not the only one I sent this letter to. I sent sent it to all churches and all around the world and any, like, women or men connected to God um, so that they could all pray. And also, like, you can't be here because if my dad finds out I went, I like sent a letter to you, he's gonna be very mad. Um, and yeah, basically, like, the kid walks away uh, on like higher ground. That like brings the whole episode home, I guess, though. Yeah. It's about like, you shouldn't be, when you use, like, prayer isn't meant to be um, self serving or. It's not a call lie you, to God. It's like. You need to, yeah, like. I don't know. You have to pray. He, like, God is not Santa Claus, and you're not writing a list of things that you want and mailing it to him, right? Yeah. He, she, it, whatever you believe in, that's not what the, like, prayer is for. So um, this ends at church where in the sermon that the Rev is giving, he, like, recalls what um, Jonathan has said. He's like, so I would like everybody right now to pray and also have a moment of silence for everybody that's a victim of gun violence and so this ends with the silence at the church but then the screen glows black and so we have silence at home too yeah and it's because usually when the screen goes black it immediately goes to created by brenda hampton and then like this the theme song plays yeah um but it goes black it's silent there's nothing there for a bit and then it says created by brenda hampton and then the theme song plays (laughs) um so 
Aaron brought up the point that this didn't work out at, at all. It really, if it should have been the center and the focus of the episode, but it was kind of buried where with everybody else's. I think this wasn't an issue episode. No, and it could like. And I think they might have tried to get away with it as an issue episode, like gun, like they never. Di- there were no facts about gun violence, no... Especially because I think the brother died in a school shooting. Yes. So, like, no, none of that was brought up. And this is ni- supposed to be two, this is 2000. 2000, so, like, 98. Wasn't that when Columbine happened? Yeah. yeah ni- so, like, is that the... Su- what are they suggesting? Um, because, like, this obviously was before, like, there were school shootings every other week. Um, but it could have been done more... Yeah, like... Uh, Artfully, I mean... If they wanted to do an episode about how prayer isn't about being selfish, then they should have focused on that. But instead they did that and then Right, there should have been something lighter as the Rev's little... uh, He should have been helping someone who was dealing with something a little more trivial. Um, But instead they tried to also ham in, or like jam in, basically, this like storyline about gun violence, but it wasn't given the proper attention it should have been given. Um... Especially because, I mean, praying for the end of gun violence isn't going to stop gun violence. But, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, it's all, yeah, okay. Never mind. I know I was going to say something else, but... But, yeah. What... That's really it. I would also just like to mention, that we forgot to say this in, John, in Matt and John's storyline. I hate John. Right. I'm just putting it out there. John is terrible. He's been terrible since the beginning. He's so petty, and, like, when things go his way, he, like, taunts Matt with it. He is a terrible friend. I don't... Like, when have they ever gotten along? They never have good interactions, so they should just break up. <laughs> they, the only time was when John serenaded Matt yeah, with jazz. that lovely jazz yeah. song. That was the only time it looked like they were getting along. So why do they live together? It... I th- he he acts so childish compared to when you look at, like, how Matt behaves. And he's also the oldest. <laughs> but they also... He's... Like, Matt's not a good friend to John either. Like, they're not good to each other. Actually, I would say that, like, John is sometimes a better friend to Matt than Matt is to John just because John puts up with Matt's bullshit. Um, yeah. But I guess Matt also puts up with John's bullshit. But yeah. John doesn't really have any bullshit yet. Anyway, uh, I wanted to bring this oh, up. Oh, and he overacts everything. Yeah. Just the actor is just a little bit painful to watch. Um, I, brought that, I brought them up because uh, when they are going to dinner at Raven's house, they take separate cars. Oh, yeah. To show they're on bad terms, in case we hadn't figured that out. Um, what would you rate this episode? Two. Hmm. Yes. Two. Agreed. So, if you want to see all of the media content that we have for this episode, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Show, and we are on Facebook at CamdenCast. Um, and you can listen through Apple's iTunes podcast app um, or at SoundCloud.com backslash Camdencast. We deliver episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. I'm Tanby. I'm Erin. And this is Camdencast. Camdencast.